Welcome to the SIFT Podcast. Our goal is to cultivate real conversations and sift through challenging topics. Coming together with different perspectives, because this is real life and we can only get through it together. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Sift Podcast. The Sift. We missed you guys. We did. Another week. Another wild week. How was everybody's week? My week was pretty good. I'm starting to train for the Panerathon. Yes. The Panerathon that Mm. I'm trying to get Gabby to do. Now, here's the situation. I told Celine that I would do the Panerathon, but I'm not a runner, so I would walk. And in case you don't know what the Panerathon is, it's a 10K. I've never done it before, but my goal, it's in August, so my goal was to start training for June, June and July and be ready to go, which I think is doable. Yeah. Um, and I told her I was going to walk, and she said, okay. And I assumed that meant she also was going to walk <laughs> because she didn't say that's not what she was going to do. So now she says, I'm going to run. And I said, not me. <laughs> and so then she's like, Gabby, do you want to walk? And Gabby's like, no. Yeah, because now Brie doesn't want to do it if she's going to be walking yeah, by herself. Yeah, I don't want to walk by myself. So now I'm trying to convince Gabby to walk with her. But Gabby's like, walking the sun? I'm in December. I'm Let me give it. my reasons. <laughs> it is the end of August. This is taking place. In the morning. Okay. Yes. Okay. August. In the morning. You say like 10. Bro, we live in Ohio. The temperature has been going up and down the past couple of weeks. Here's the other thing. You don't know what the temperature is going to be like. You can't see me right now, but I am almost the color of a ghost. I am almost transparent. My (gasps) skin is so fair. She burns in the clouds. I burn in the clouds, Celine. And that's truth fact. I burn in the clouds. Brie can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Last summer. Do you not wear sunscreen? I do. She reapplies like every 20 minutes ev- and still I burns. I reapply every, I religiously, I am a sunscreen person. Like mm-hmm. I. SPF 100. Yes. Even though that's not really a thing, but yes. Yes. And, and it is a thing. They do have SPF 100. No, I know. Yes. But like they, oh. st- they like <clears throat> past 50 is like the strongest strength, but they yeah. just say it's 100. Yeah. So that but part's I, kind of a lie, but, but yes. But just to be safe, I still get the 100. And, <laughs> and I'm just so, like, I burn so easily. So the idea of, if it was in the fall or, like, the springtime when it was cooler, maybe. But the end of summer, end of August, it's hot outside. And it's through the park, so it'll be shaded. It costs $30 to enter. I don't even get anything from it. No free stuff, you nothing. You do get free An stuff. accomplishment. Everybody gets a package of, of stuff. What? I don't know. I never did it. Okay, but I still got to pay $30 for it. Which isn't bad. It's a 10K. And it's going towards it's it's for breast cancer. Oh awareness. come on, come on, breast cancer awareness. And it's, okay, and then they can have it in experience. October, and it'll be cool. And then you can say that you did it. Did a ten k? You can say you did it. It'd be a big accomplishment. <sighs> Let's take a vote but on the that, Sift podcast. No, that does not sound Sisters, appetizing. To do me. you think Gabby should do the ten k with I us? I hate cardio. Do not put me down for it's cardio. It's a walk. It's That's a walk. Cardio. I know, but it's your walking. I don't like. Does that make me lazy? Yes, and I'm okay with it. You like weightlifting, though. Yes, I prefer that. I do prefer that. It's okay. 
It's okay, I y'all. I got cardio. three months to convince Gabby to do this Panerathon, and I'm gonna. I just do it everything. doesn't make sense for me to spend money on something I don't like to do. I'm gonna. It's gonna I'm gonna. Do I'm it. gonna be hot and sweaty and miserable. I'm gonna do everything, in and my I'm gonna power. get sunburned on top of it. I'm gonna do everything in my power to get you to do this Panerathon. Maybe. Well, maybe you and Bree are gonna walk. Maybe Lauren will do it. Lauren, Lauren would do it. She might. Lauren likes to exercise. That's true. I'm asking Lauren, Lauren. Take my place. I'm asking Lauren. <laughs> Because I don't think Gabby's going to do it. Because I don't want to do it. That just does not sound fun to me. If it was a swimathon, but just casual, just hang out in a pool, sure. What? Let's just go swimming. Soon. A tread waterathon? I can't swim. Let's go sit in a pool. Ooh, we should teach Celine Celine to swim this year. Celine to swim. Celine to swim. I guess. <laughs> I My guess. Parent, we've already said you're going to come over to our parents' house, save a pool, and it, it, it literally it's not comes. Deep. It's like rip, bottom rib cage. It's not. It's not deep at all. Okay. It's super fun. To Elvis learned how to swim floaties. in that pool. We have lots of floaties. Anyway. Like the arm floaties? No, like noodles and, and tubes and floats. And floaties you don't need arm floaties. They won't even case. touch the water because well, you're taller what than me. I, what what we do down. is we take the noodles and we wrap them around under our arms and wrap and then them you around sit. our torso. Yeah. And then it floats you. We're going to have fun. We're going to have gonna fun. be great. Okay. We can do that instead of 10K. <laughs> Anyway, that just does not sound fun at all to me. Honestly, I don't like it. Just to be sounds like I'm going to be doing this by myself. Slate, I want to do it with you, but you're going to have to sacrifice and walk. I don't want to walk. I okay, wanna, then. Then, then, run the then run alone. Then run alone. Who? Okay. Who are you going to run with? Who is going to go by with myself? She just doesn't want to be in it by herself. Oh, I don't want to be moving by myself. Anxiety. I can't do it. I need somebody to keep me going. Keep the people going. Gets people going. All right, y'all. Well, Let's the Panerathon is during, you know, while the podcast is airing. So you guys will find out whether or not they did it. <laughs> we'll, put it on, we'll put it on socials and let yeah. you know who we'll did it. you know who did the Who Panerathon. did it? I'm predicting the future. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Gabby. What do, what, what do I have to do? Nothing. To get you it does to not do sound the fun. There's it. not one ounce of me that's like, that sounds fun. Not even a little bit. Gabby. What if I bought you? What if I came over and like cleaned and did your laundry for like a month? That. No, I don't want to be hot and sweaty and miserable and sunburned. It's OK. We got we got time. We'll work on it. Well, well, I'm going to get into the what the heck Ohio because I got we got a lot of content for today and I want to try to fit it all in because it's good stuff. What? She's so cute. Okay. Sorry, my oh. cat's so cute. Look at her. She's like my cat. Anyway. All right. So our what the heck Ohio today is a little one. Um, it's from June 29th, 2021. So not too long ago um, from WKFR dot com. OK. Um, what a fucker. Um, <laughs> Wait, that sounded bad. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Wait, that sounded so no, bad. I, I heard it more when Priest said yeah. it. <laughs> well, guys. We, <laughs> <laughs> forgive us, Lord. Anyway. That's, funny. We didn't mean that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay, this is called The Strangest Case of Fast Food Rage Ever to Happen in Ohio. Oh, okay. Okay. People on Egg McDonald's are literally just looking for a fight. Um, fast food restaurants employees have been working very hard for too little money for a long time. And the least we can do as customers is treat them with kindness. Lately, that seems like a simple gesture of kindness. In fact, is too much to ask. 
What happened last Tuesday around 5 p.m. at the McDonald's on Chillicothe Road in Bainbridge Township, Ohio, which is right by where I work. I have been to this McDonald's. Ooh. When was this taking place? Uh, June of 29th of 21. Okay. okay. Um, it's a great example. A woman arrived at the McDonald's drive-thru and picked up her $30 order, looked in the bag, and lost her mind. She complained that her chicken sandwich was missing and threw the bag th- back through the window at the worker before driving off. Uh-uh. It's not okay to throw a fit like a child. However, the order was not wrong. The oh store gosh. manager opened the bag that was thrown at her and she found that, she, that the chicken fa- sandwich, in fact, was in the bag. <laughs> Somebody was just having a bad day then. Yeah. She literally Did was like, it's the wrap- not here. Did they just wrap the wrapper Chucked wrong it. and it didn't say chicken sandwich? Like, you know, on top of the burger. You know how they yeah, put the it wrong wrapper? Way? Yeah. Now, I will say there have been times. What does that sound? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I will say there have been times that I've like looked in the bag and it's not here. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, like I'll get their attention at the window again. I'm like, hey, this is not in there. And they're like, oh, it's under this. I look, oh, I'm so sorry. It's there. Yeah. And drive away. That's all you need. Full on chucked the bag. Like, hi, yeah. Yeeted it. Not the hi, yeah. Yeeted it in the window. Ohio, we need to do better. We do. Because that's about sad. people in general? Let's just do we better. We just need to people. do better. Let's be kind. Well, it, let's start small. Ohio. Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate. A shame. It's Here's sad. a challenge. Retail Don't throw worker. your food at people. Right? Yeah. Fast food and retail workers get the worst treatment. They really do. I Have hated it. Have you seen um, the one? I forget where it was. I seen it on TikTok. It was a news article or a video of this woman who ordered soup from a place and it was like wrong or something, and she splashed the hot boiling soup. Yes, I like saw that. Like she literally that. just chucked it in this woman's face, boiling soup. And she got burned. Oh my god! Yeah. Thankfully, she it wasn't like third degree burns or anything, and she didn't need like facial reconstruction surgery. But like she had like a long road. She recovery. pressed charges. Oh, I'm she glad should. she should. She did. Ugh, that's, that's terrifying. That is. It's, How about let's just not throw food. <laughs> Didn't your parents t- teach you to not play with your food? Right. Let's not throw it. No food fights. Oh. A mess. I used to always want to have a food fight in school. I did not. I don't know why. I just always wanted to, like, not start it, but, like, be involved. Because Disney Channel yeah. glorified there's a, it. There's a, a food fight deep video deep, 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 deep in YouTube. At least there used to be. I hope it's still up there. Um, from where I grew up. called Wu-Town, It's called Wu-Town Beatdown. Do you remember that? I remember this. Uh, and this guy came over to another guy and had a full plate of like lunch food. And he like chucked the food at another student and then repeatedly hit him over the head with the food. <gasps> I tray. remember that. It was so, horrible. Yep. It was at your school? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I was in middle school Wait. when it happened. Oh, no. I'm so I wasn't a... in the lunchroom. But like. Then I'm thinking of a different incident because I was in a lunchroom when something like that happened. Oh. Dang. Worcester was wild. It was. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, I think it's on there. It still should. I think this it's is also Wu-Town the same down. school that at our winter formal, someone was full on having sex in the middle of the dance floor. Oh yeah, so. I forgot about that. What? Yeah, they did like a dance circle, and like, yeah, like everyone that, was like blocking them in, and, and they put were them just in the middle. Like, next thing, I, we're on the way we're the outskirts. Chaperones. Out on the outskirts, we're on the way outskirts. Next thing I know, somebody's panties are being swung in the middle <gasps> of the circle. Oh yeah, full on intercourse in the middle of the circle, and everybody's like, oh, like just watching them. Ew, disgusting. What in the world? Yep. yep. I, honestly, I'm kind of scarred from that dance. And like, <laughs> this is probably the first time I'm saying this. So this is exclusive here. Okay. I'm so exclusive. 
So I was a little freshman, okay? And like, this is my first dance. Everyone's grinding. Everyone's being crazy. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm just like standing there. And I look to my right and there's this like couple and they're just like hardcore grinding going at it. But they're not like inner circle doing it. They're doing it on the outskirts. So like they're out in the open, you know, like not where you expect the grinding to be. Yeah. And there's a teacher walks over and pulls them apart from each other. And this guy has like, he was definitely excited and that it was scarring because oh. like you could see the outline oh. of it in his pants. And as a young freshman girl, I was just like scared. Traumatized. I was a little traumatized. I was like, and he had his hands on his hips and he was leaning his butt back. Like, so, so you like, could see it. You could, he was like, oh. the way he was standing, it's just like engraved in my brain. And I'm like, not that being the first, like, low-key boner i've ever seen Ew. like i hate that i hate that for me that's terrible that whole that was the same dance as somebody was having sex it's like this is the same dance yep. and like it's that the same i really looking back i think that dance just kind of got out of control uh way out of control way out of control that and was an intense one because i'm like where were the adults like what they were on there? the outskirts just not paying attention oh the once the panties got swung around then they like ran in there and broke it up oh, okay but oh yeah God. that was because it just looked like people were dancing because they were in this, like, in the dead center of this giant grinding circle. Oh. It was just so that's yeah. so gross. traumatizing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's just, ugh. yeah. Ew. Ugh. Ew. Well, we're gonna get out of the grinding and get into the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, <laughs> 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 what we're gonna be talking about today could be kind of a controversial topic, but here at the Sift, we talk about stuff. Yes, we sift through challenging sift through topics. Challenging topics. Take it's, me there, Brie. So we're going to be talking about, is it the Holy Spirit or is it just man? Ooh. And it's going to be, we're going to be talking about discerning what is actually the intention of the Holy Spirit in that moment and what man is doing for their own personal gain. Okay. Which unfortunately is happening a lot. Yes. In Kirch, Church, Kirch? Wow. In churches, <laughs> in churches, church culture nowadays. So my first question is, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? And first John, or not first John, John. Fourteen oh, for a second, I thought you were asking us, and I was ready to answer. But no, I mean, ahead. no, I was going to read this and then have you guys answer. Okay. So uh, John fourteen twenty six, the NIV version says, "The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you." So, the the Holy Spirit is a teacher, the one who corrects you slash convicts you, the one that gives you a push, a nudge to be obedient, and the one that leads you. Who is the Holy Spirit to you guys? That's the homie. <laughs> the homie. That's the homie. That's that's my best friend. <laughs> that's my best friend. He a real bad spirit. <laughs> but he's a good, he a real good spirit. He's a good spirit. Sorry. Yeah. Well, but they mean bad in a good way when they say yeah, that. So. Yeah, they true, do. True. Um, yeah, no, like, just like that scripture says, like, he's our helper. He's our friend. He's, you know, there to walk alongside us and he helps guide us. And, you know, he's just, that's that my friend. That's my friend. What about you, Gabby? You know what makes me feel good? What? Knowing that. The Holy Spirit that's inside of me was in Jesus too. Yeah. Mm. Or is Jesus the Spirit? Yeah. Because yeah. they're three in one. You know, yeah. it's the Spirit of God, the Jesus' Spirit, like literally Him inside of us. Mm. But it's like the same Holy Spirit that Jesus like followed when He walked on earth. And like, like it says that Jesus was us. Like He lived a life like we did. He did. Like 
He walked and he probably had thoughts and he had convictions from the Holy Spirit. And he like, walked so we could run. Yeah, I'm screaming. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's just the idea that like he had to follow the Holy Spirit and like really tune into the voice and listen to it just like we have to. Yeah. And I just like that. That I makes like me that. That, that, like that. that made me feel good. So he's just a he's just a good one. He is. He a real good one to keep around. So my next question is, I'm going to ask you guys first while I pull up the scripture. How is the spirit evidenced to you? How is it evident to us? Like, how, how do you see evidence of the Holy Spirit in your okay. life? Ooh. Um. And the woman hmm. was too stunned to speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I feel like in a way he like is kind of. It's in everything that we do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But also I'll find myself in a conversation like it's like checking me like I shouldn't be talking about this or like I I don't know if I want to participate in this conversation. And then it's already too late. You're like, oh, crap. Or, you know, or (laughs) like I'll go to say something and be like, nope, don't say that. And I'm like, yeah, that's not hold my tongue. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm in a conversation Oh, I really don't want to say that, but I need to say that. Yeah. It's more like guidance in conversation Mm -hmm. and when I'm speaking and action discernment. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what the Holy Spirit is, is discernment. Yeah. Because he's telling you, yes, go or no. No or go. Yes or no. No Yes or no. no. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I agree. You agree? (laughs) Yeah. Nothing else specifically for you? No, I would say that like. Like it, it, like it feels different. Like, like how you said in certain situations, like, um, let's say for instance, if I'm at work and someone's mm-hmm. gossiping and I go to like, you know, insert my two cents and it's kind of just like a, you're kind of just like in your head, you're like, why did I not say anything? But then like, you know, that like, you know, it just feels like kind of like a different, I don't know how to describe it. Like you just know. Yeah. Like you just know. You're like, I should have said something to stand up for them or I should have told him to stop or yeah, and remove like, myself or yeah like that conviction yeah conviction yeah 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 because well, he convicts you he doesn't condemn you he convicts you he right convicts you. right convicts and corrects yep. so the way that he's evidenced to you guys is more about how the relationship that you have with him mm-hmm. and the other ways that other people have seen evidence of the holy spirit are in first corinthians 12 4 through 11 and it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same this. Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, each of the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these work of one and the same spirit, and he, he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Mm. So to break that all down, in case I read that too quickly, we have wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, which I had to look that up. That is um, 
you are able to identify who has what. I was going to say, yeah, you can be like, oh. you have the gift of this. Yeah. So like you can help lead somebody to what their gift is, or you can identify if someone is not being truthful about their gift or that's kind of a cool gift. To right. Have. It is, yeah. um, and then speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. So do either of you have any of these gifts? Can you read them again? Yes. <laughs> Wisdom, knowledge, faith, <laughs> healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. <clears throat> well, I definitely don't have the last two. That's the tongues okay. and interpretation. Not everybody has them. Yeah. <sighs> I guess it's hard for me to answer because I don't know what, like, all of them. Well, I know what some of yeah. them are, but, like, like the wisdom and the knowledge one, like I don't know. That's okay. I don't know. I don't know if I have. And you might um, not know yet. Maybe you just haven't kind of unlocked that. Yeah. Right. I have yeah. like, you know, if you haven't seen these gifts for yourself, it doesn't mean that you don't have it. Yeah. Like that goes for everybody. Like yeah. you have one, you just have to unlock what it is. And just because you don't have one doesn't mean you aren't special. Right. Or you valued. Just, that you haven't found it yet. Because it says it's yeah. biblical that everyone has one. It's just and a God can of, still use you. Right. I think I just haven't found it yet. yet. And yeah. that's okay. So that's a fun journey for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gabby? I think I I do have the gift of tongues, mm-hmm. um, but not interpreting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have both. See, but also. Because sometimes I want to know so, what I'd be saying. Because this is in Corinthians, right? <laughs> yeah, first. So Paul taught. We've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard the episode yet or not. I don't know where we're at, but. <laughs> we, I don't know where this is going to fall, but I'm pretty sure you've already heard this episode I'm talking about. But I don't know. If not, you'll catch up later. Um, but Corinthians, it talks about, after this, he talks about the speaking in tongues. And he says, like, I want all of you to speak in tongues, but, like, I'd rather you prophesy. Yeah. He's, he, he like, asking you shall receive, like, but I'd rather, like, I want all of you, this is your prayer language, I want all of you to speak in tongues, but... If you don't, that's okay. I'd rather you prophesy because then more people can understand, basically. If right. you're prophesying, it's in English and people like... Or whatever the native language is. Or whatever, yeah. And you're glorifying everyone. Everyone can understand you. But if you're speaking in tongues... Not everyone can understand Not you. everyone's going to understand you unless there's an interpreter. Yeah. You know, and even then to an unbeliever, that's crazy. That's why he's like, if you're around unbelievers, I want you to prophesy. I don't yeah. want you to speak in tongues because then they're going to be scared right. and freaked out and whatever. Right. Yeah. But... um. Then he talks about, if you go down a little farther, he's like, I want you to pray in the spirit, but also pray that you understand. I want you to sing in the spirit and also sing with understanding. Like, he said, I want you, when you are speaking in tongues, to pray that you can have interpretation Mm -hmm. for yourself. You know, pray that you have an understanding in your heart of what you're saying, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It might not always happen, but he's like, pray with the intentionality of trying to understand yeah what's happening right hmm. so let's narrow down a couple of these oh oh I didn't what say what my other oh yeah you was. didn't sorry i went on that tangent sorry that's okay i don't know what it's good what it category it falls into but i'm good at giving like word. we've talked about this before i'm giving words to people is that prophesying what is that you know what I'm talking about? I would say that would be wisdom. Yeah. Because prophecy is about future events. And no, that's not. And wisdom, or it could even fall under knowledge because God can give you words of wisdom for someone. Like, uh, yeah, you it's know, more like I'm going up to someone 
Hey, God said this about you. Yeah, God said this. I've only done that to one person, but it's more like I'm in conversation with someone already, and I'm like, I just feel like I need to tell you this. And it's usually like an uplifting. Yes. Yeah. So I would say, I would say, wisdom or knowledge is what it would fall under. Yes. Um, And again, if you don't have any of these, that is okay. You can still have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like when I first asked them, how what is evidence to them? Their first thought was not these. Because yeah. the Holy Spirit manifests and evidences them to them primarily in their relationship with him. Yeah. And that's what's important is that you can identify your relationship with him and that you can discern his spirit and the way that he moves. So let's narrow a couple of these down. We're going to start with healing. So Jesus said that we will do all the things that he did and greater. So we are capable of healing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, hear me when I say, by his power, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit is when we are able to do things. Mm -hmm. So we need to tap into the Holy Spirit's voice and movement to discern what is Holy Spirit and what is man. Unfortunately, we're in a time where some churches and leaders have been feeding on the congregants' emotions and lack of knowledge and wisdom and using it for their own gain. And when this happens, leaders, items, and churches are idolized and our eyes are taken off of his glory and focused on man's glory. So here's my first example for you all. Well, can I say before? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that this was, this before we talk about this, probably was happening in biblical times too. Oh, I'm sure. Because when he yeah. goes down and talks about if you are speaking in tongues from the church, there must be an interpreter. And yeah. he said, you must take turns. Like there's very, like he lays it out. This yeah. is how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. And he wouldn't need to do that unless it was happening. Right. Yeah. And so he's basically saying there's fakers out there and there's people pretending and there's all this going on. This is the evidence. This is how you tell. This is how you're supposed to do it correctly. Yep. Yep. Continue. That's fine. So my first evidence um, or example, I'm going to read the headline and I'm going to let you guys marinate why I pull up the article. Okay. South African pastor farts on congregants to heal and cure them. There's a new wind blowing. <laughs> That's gross. Uh-huh. Disgusting. I'd be like, ooh, I do not receive. It's okay. I rebuke that. You can keep that. Yeah. That. So this man. It gives a new definition to holy crap. <laughs> I. But not crap. Disease. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. So. A pastor in South Africa, this is from news18.com. A pastor in South Africa has created social media buzz for his unconventional way of, quote, healing um, his followers. Pastor, first of all, his first name is Christ. Yeah. Pastor, I wonder if that's his birth name. I, I'm wondering if maybe it is not. Uh, pastor Christ Penelope of Sevenfold Holy Spirit Ministries. Penelope? In, it feels like it should be switched. <laughs> I can't pronounce the village. Um but it's in South Africa and is known on farting on his congregants as a means of healing and blessing photos of him sitting on people's faces and is doing rounds on social media. Um, people with people claiming he farts on them. I don't fart on people. I heal people. So there's the first, there's the first scenario that he's saying I heal people. Yeah. There's no, I am healing people by the power of Christ. Christ is healing them through me. There's yeah. it's I am healing. I people. wonder if he has to eat beans to pregame. <laughs> is there any evidence of these healings? Like, I wonder if like how, you know, I like are people actually being healed. People claim that the air from his flash flatulence doesn't stink, but it is holy. 
The church has been flooded with visitors to witness the unorthodox pastor in the wake of rumors, but pastor said that the things that people are saying are not true. So it literally, you have all of these people who are needing to see the quote unquote miracle because they can't just trust that the Holy spirit is working for their, like just by their own knowledge, they have to go and see it. And then all these people are roped in to, Oh, if this man farts on me, I'm healed. What in God's green earth? Do you think that he has people planted that might pretend like, Yes, know, planted people. One hundred percent, because that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. That these 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 pastors, leaders, evangelists, especially evangelists, they do a lot of um, scenario planting where they pick people that are in their caravan or pick people from that church or whatever, and they plant them in different parts in the congregation, and they quote unquote call them out based on the Holy Spirit pointing them out, and they quote unquote heal them for a quote unquote ailment. So like that happens a lot so that it's giving them personal gain that they are healing people so that the congregation can see the evidence of the Holy Spirit because they, for some reason, need to see it versus feel it, know it, understand it. So last time I checked, the Bible doesn't say anything about farting on people to heal them. So uh, in James 5.14, it says, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with, with oil in the name of the Lord. Acts 4, 30 through 31 says, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of the Holy Servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I looked, see anything. About I didn't see farting. anything about farts no. anywhere. Those were just two What's examples. What's coming to mind, though, is like this is how it's saying that we should be laying hands on people right Mm -hmm. this is how we should be healing people yeah but the only thing that like the healing that takes place that's kind of crazy out there is sometimes how jesus healed people like the when he spit in the dirt made a mess and rubbed it on the man's eyes but that was the only one no 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 but i'm saying the rest are pretty normal the rest are pretty normal. He would either, either speak it or say, your faith has healed you. Yeah. Or lay or his hand on them. someone. But like Jesus had a few unconventional ways of healing. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's where what, they're, they're what these the people from? are getting. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, well, Jesus spit in the dirt and wiped it on someone's I eyes. I bet you and that's where they're getting it from. All this stuff. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. But like you, when Jesus said to the disciple, like Jesus is Jesus. He can do what he wants to do. Number one. Yeah. Okay. And maybe there was somebody there like that was like germaphobe, crazy, whatever. Maybe he was trying to teach a lesson to somebody yeah. by doing that in the dirt or yeah. whatever. Like dirty made you clean. Some kind of. Yeah. Who knows? Something. But when he let his disciples go and like do that, I'm sure that they were not doing that kind of stuff. No. They had to bring like even in the chosen yeah. in that episode where he releases his disciples to go. They carried the anointing oil. They anointed people like they had the holy water, like they had things and they laid hands and called them the Holy Spirit. That's how they healed people. Yep. And like, that's how they did it. They didn't do it the way Jesus did because they're not Jesus. We are not Jesus. We are not Jesus. We're not unconventional like Jesus. Right. Now, I will say that God can use us to do things maybe in an unconventional way. Yes. But I... 
come on. I just feel like farting on people that, is not that man, you know. sir. Please do not fart on me. Can Keep you your gas imagine, to yourself. Can you imagine? I want a fresh wind of the Holy if, Spirit, not from your butt. What if Jesus did that? Like, can you just imagine him? <laughs> like, okay, t- like turning around and just spreading his cheeks and just. I- <laughs> farting on your face well the fact he's farting on people's face like this like people are laying down like you can see pictures online laying down and he's sitting on their face and farting on them yeah it's sad because what if this is like a fetish for him right right. there's so many come on now this is not evidence of the holy spirit movie this is evidence of this man using his position as an advantage and fleshly desires because it's got to be something weird like that because I know good and well Jesus would not call someone to fart on people's faces. That's ridiculous. Literally. And also, Jesus, like, went to the, like, the sick and the needy and the broken, like, and he went and he performed miracles. But he never, like, had a big old, come here if you want to be healed. Right, like, yeah. he never, like, this guy flocked, but he yeah. didn't call them. Well, this too. guy's promoting it. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, come, whatever. Yep. And people are talking about it like I had to go. Like Jesus traveled around and he like went to the broken, went to the needy. That's what, that's yeah. what people did. That's what disciples do. Yep. That's what we're called. We're supposed to go to these places. Yep. Mm. Uh. So I have another example. Okay. Um, the next example is the oil producing Bible. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, it was a scam. In case you didn't figure that out on your own. <laughs> a couple of years ago, a ministry by the name of His Name is Flowing Oil was hosted by a local church. Convenient. Right. In our community for a series of special meetings. This was in uh, Georgia, I believe. Yes. Uh, this caught the attention uh, of many ministries and many people because this man was claiming to have a Bible that was producing oil. Like soaking oil, sopping wet. Um, the claim was that the oil was miraculously flowing out of the Bible into a container used to collect it, which was stated to be a manifestation of God's presence and a manifestation of everything you think is impossible. As you can imagine, this caught the attention of many skeptics and religious people who adamantly defended the, the claims. This is from um, G3Ministries.org, by the way. Um, A little more than two years later, the ministry that developed under the alleged oil-producing Bible based in Dalton, Georgia, had shut down following an investigation by the Chattanooga Times Free Press. The leaders of the ministry would travel to churches for special services where they would proclaim God's miraculous power to heal the sick, grow arms and legs that had been amputated, and provide financial prosperity. What? Yes. During the services, they would anoint people with this spe- with this special oil straight out of a plastic container where the oil-producing Bible was held. They would also distribute vials of oil to the people. In fact, they had distributed more than 350,000 vials of oil throughout the nation. What? During the investigation, it was discovered that the oil was nearly identical to the Ideal Brand Oil, a petroleum-derived product found at Tractor Supply. I'm cracking up. Minister leader Jerry Pierce had admitted to buying gallons of oil from the local tractor supply, but he defends himself claiming he never put it on the Bible or the container. What? Yep. So, so what who did? Learn? Right. So who did it? And every time he would go to an event, because I watched um, a couple YouTube videos about it. Every time he would go to an event, he would get a bigger container so that it seemed like the oil was just continuing to pour out and it was, wasn't running dry. Mm. He got caught buying gallons of oil. And, and and Tupperware containers, like giant Tupperware containers. 
Come on, sir. Oh, my goodness. Come on. So what can we learn from this exposed Sam? Scam. Not Sam. Scam. From this Sam. Dang it, Sam. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, the writer of this article said when we read Psalm 119, we can find that the psalmist is consisting pointing back to the Bible. In fact, to be clear, he is pointing back to the content of scripture throughout the entire psalm the point is clearly made that the bible is sufficient to direct our path and protect us from the dangers of this broken sinful world when we look at our world today we see that people have many physical emotional financial and most importantly spiritual needs however the tragedy is that many people are being deceived by ministries that point the people away from the scripture to something else Mm -hmm. they point to signs and wonders as the means of by which people are meeting their blessings yes and that's the biggest problem that we have is that People are flocking to the miracle yes. and not flocking to Jesus. They're not flocking to the, yeah. to, the, to the gospel. They're not flocking to be close to the Holy Spirit. They're just trying to get something for themselves because they're not being discipled properly to understand. Well, Jesus does the, say that many will come in my name and say yeah. all these things and he will. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful who you're listening to preach. You got to be yeah. careful who you're following. You got to be aware you gotta be, and have discernment. Yes. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is that, that because there's this big thing to like have all these miracle signs and wonders in your church leaders are not discipling their people well enough to understand how to have discernment and be able to feel the nudge and feel the push and feel the voice of the holy spirit for themselves and see the fakeness and see the fakeness see if you have discernment you can point out like that's gap yeah like i'm telling you right now if we lived in georgia and we saw this going around be like ain't no freaking way that's cap Come yeah. on. Like, we would be able to see that this is not okay. With the man farting, people were actually flocking Mm-mm. to get farted on. Like, this is, like, come on, people. It's insane. It's insane. So, like, I've seen things that there's, like, a house fire and the Bible is completely untouched and it's not burned at all. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. Like, I've seen so many examples of it. I'm like, okay, yes. Don't touch the Lord's word. Don't disrespect it. Yeah. Not even fire. You can touch it. But, like, yeah it leaking oil yeah come on yeah come on hmm. it right like people should, hmm. the, because people are so needing a miracle which who is not yeah who is not needing a miracle at some point in their life but the problem is they're everybody's looking for it in the wrong place yep. yeah the wrong place so let's move on to let's narrow in on prophecy uh, there are many people that do have this gift, but there are many, quote, prophets that evoke emotion and use generalities to speak on the behalf of the Lord, quote, behalf of the Lord. Um, and I want to point out that um, a lot of the people that I've encountered, whether it be at a conference or um, somebody just coming up to me and saying, I have a word for you because I'm a prophet or whatever it may be, um, Whenever I know and I discern and know in my spirit that they are not giving a, hearing a word from the Lord and they are, or they are not a prophet or whatever. And I know that I need to guard my heart. If you, if you don't have the ability to discern a key tell for me before I had the ability to discern was that these fake prophets use the same tactic that these fake mediums do. Like, have you ever, like, has any, have you guys ever seen, like, Long Island Medium? Yeah. Like, yeah. a little glimpse of it? So the way that she does it is that she's like, I'm feeling like, um, did someone uh, really close to you die? And then the person is like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, yeah, my everyone mom. has had someone close to them die. Right, it's a general question. Everyone's dealt with death. That's narrow enough that the people believe that, oh, I can make a connection. So that she's like, 
they allow the person to make the connection yeah. and then they elaborate on that based on the person's response. Yeah. So it would be like, oh yeah, like, you know, I really miss my mom. Like we, we used to do this together or whatever. And then she'll say something like, oh, well, she said that when you guys did this together, it made her feel da 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 And so the person's just sobbing because they think that that's real. And then they yeah. offer up more information. And they offer up more information. Well, we did this and And whatever. they feed off of that. Well, yeah. she wants you to know that yep. it wasn't your fault or and have, whatever. And I don't know if you guys have experienced like a false prophet or somebody who says that they are and they are yeah. just speaking yeah. on their own thinking. That's how they run it. That's exactly how they do it. They ask general questions or say journal things like, you know, God sees you're going through something. Well, like you're going through something Everybody's hard. going through something, right. bro. Yeah. Like, tell me exactly what I'm going through and then maybe I'll believe you. You know right. what I mean? So uh, if you are in tune to the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to know who has it and who doesn't. Um, like I said, I've had many people give me words that don't land at all. And I know that is not God. And I just won't receive it because that's ridiculous. But I have had people give me words that there is no way that they would know that unless God told them. Yeah. Because like it's a stranger or I don't really talk to this person or I haven't told this person this situation at all. Like very detailed. There's no way they would know that. Like how else could it be but God? Yeah. So here is my first example of the fakeness of it all. Um, uh, this speaker had, I don't know if you guys saw it. I may have sent it to you. I saw it on TikTok. I tried to see if I could find a news article about it, but I couldn't. So I just had to refer back to TikTok and watch the video again. Um, the speaker had quote unquote anointed gold on her feet from the quote. Oh, Holy I've Spirit. talked about this with oh. you. So um, the TikTok account was Javon Maule. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, the church that, was being recorded, was having a conference or a special event or something. Um, and this woman was the speaker and she was quote prophesying over, um, who I assume were the pastors of the church, like pastor and his wife. Um, she starts talking and then she says she's feeling a burning on her feet and she's going and that she says that he, the, I'm assuming the pastor, the man he's, she's talking to is going to walk in the anointing. A very generalized statement. A lot of people are walking in their anointing. That is not a, a, a revelation of any kind. Um, she takes off her shoe, and this woman had gold glitter on her feet. And I'm not talking like a faint, like little twinkle. It looked like she dunked her feet in Hobby Lotte glitter. Yeah. Like dipped her sweaty toes in yeah, there. Yeah, I remember that video. And um, then she starts speaking in generality, saying he's going to have prosperity and blessing. And then she said she's going to anoint. She's like, can I anoint the church? And she walks over to the man, glitter falling off of her feet. These chunks just it, coming yeah, off. First she took her shoes off and was walking around, leaving a trail yeah. of glitter dust. And then she wipes her glitter dust off her foot and wipes it on the pastor. And everybody's like, yeah, Woo, Jesus. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, mm. Where in the Bible is there evidence of gold dust right. for anointing? Nowhere. I looked. I tried to even find like a weird interpretation. Could not find anything. Yeah, no. Whatever happened to good old oil? Right. Like, or what happened to just laying hands? This kind of reminds me <sighs> of that one story. I don't know if it was you who told me, but they were like missing stuff in the air at like a church service. And it was like gold, golden. They were like. And it was on like falling on the seats or something with like gold dust on the seats. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. But it, I, I have noticed much about it either. in the Pentecostal church, this, this Holy Spirit gold dust is a thing. 
I don't know why it's a thing. How have I, in my 25 years of following God, never even seen anything like this? Right. Up until recently? I know it's the same God today, yesterday, tomorrow. So why is there gold dust now? Right. That's not in the Bible anywhere. And why is the Holy Spirit being evidenced by gold dust? Right. Like, I know that gold is significant. That's all I could find in the Bible, that gold was significant. But there's no dust. Glitter was not even a thing in the Bible. Yeah. Like, what? (laughs) It was not a thing. So. And if you find it, let us know. Right. Because I'd like to do some. Because I can't find it anywhere. And she never, she didn't say anything specific to him. There was no, like, um, you know. Your church is da, 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 no specifics about the church. It was just blessing, prosperity. It was very Joel Olstein. It was very like, you're going to walk in the anointing. You're going to be great. Everything's going to be great. Prosperity, prosperity, great blessing. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And to me, that is not like there was no specific, no that, specifics like, that would narrow yeah. down anything. And the entire church was going wild. Absolutely wild. Like, like she had just it's said something scary ridiculous. How, how, like people just like fall for this stuff. It's scary, and like that's why it's so important for us to talk about it. Because like, what? Why are you all so naive to yeah. believe? Like, if if I was in that church service and that woman had glitter on her feet, I'd walk out. Like really? goodbye. Come on. I have been in a church service where they where they talked about gold gl- gold glitter, and I was confused. I was like. Mm, okay anyway yeah yeah it was just ridiculous and and i looked and you know all i could find about anointing was anything with oil laying hands what is happening gabby it's whenever she moves her thing don't move your thing well i have to move it back now why because now it's on my leg every time i move it's oh okay hold on pause for popping Ah, something ain't right with this okay (laughs) not bad um, in Leviticus eight twelve, he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. So like, if you, like when you are anointing someone and it, even if she didn't have a word for him, even if she wasn't quote prophesying over him, she could have just said like, you are the leader of this church. You know, can I anoint you to be the best leader that you can be for this church? Yeah. And she could have left it at that. We don't need to do in this whole glitter. We don't need to do this whole, like everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be awesome Yeah, because life is not always great and awesome. Like you're going to have hard times. It's like, especially in a church because it's a place for broken people. And, um, second Peter one 20 through 21 says above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. Prophecy never had its, had its origin in the, in the human will, but prophets though human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy spirit. Mm. So any, so that is how, you know, if someone's, a prophet or getting a word from God is like, it's spot on. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like about you. It could be about somebody, you know, uh, it like there's a, you could, you'll know, like you will know in your spirit, like, okay, that's right. Okay. That's not right. Like you'll know. And the closer that you, you get to Holy spirit and understanding how he moves, then that'll be easier for you to discern. And you won't be led astray like a dumb sheep, you know? Mm. not a dumb sheep you know sheep are dumb they're really dumb (laughs) Uh, my next example um is a guest speaker that we had at our own church i'm not gonna say their name i'll say please don't no i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say your name get us in trouble uh but at one of it was like a multi-day conference and she was speaking a word to a family 
Um, they had three kids and she started speaking to one of the children and she was speaking about like all these mission trips you've been on and all these travels you've been doing, you've been doing God's work and blah, blah, blah. And so the child she was speaking to says, um, like in front of the whole church. And I'm glad that she did. Um, she says, um, actually that's, that's my sister. Yeah. My sister's doing the traveling. I, 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 I'm not a mission. Like I'm not a missionary. And she literally goes, Oh, well then. And then continues to give the word to the correct sister. And I literally stood there with my jaw on the floor because guess what guys, the Holy spirit doesn't give words to the wrong person. Right. And it's always true and correct. And also, this was probably something that was told prior. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have these this daughter, and, mm-hmm. you know, this is my, she does this. and yep. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yep. Love to hear that. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's you know, like, again, that's com- and that was common knowledge, that one of their children was a missionary. Yeah. Still is a missionary. Like, that's common knowledge. So that is not, and what she said to her was, not anything groundbreaking. It wasn't anything that like I didn't know. And I'm not close to this family. So if I knew about it, then come on. Yeah. Like come up with something better, please, because you're really baking it really poorly, mm. especially because in front of the entire conference, you <laughs> told a word to the wrong person. Hello. Yeah. So then um, I can't remember if it was because it was like a three day thing. Um, I can't remember if it was the same day or it was the same day, but I can't remember if it was because she did a morning and then an evening. So I don't know if it was in this, this was happening in the same uh, service, but um, in one of the services, she was, she instructed everybody in the congregation to pair up with someone. And she was like, "Mm -hmm. okay, thank you to pair up. Cause I didn't go to, I like was in the morning one for like the back end of it or something. Um, And she's like, you know, pair up with somebody, preferably like a stranger that you don't know or whatever. And she was instructing them to speak in their heavenly language, which we already went over that not everybody has, Yeah, mm-hmm. which can make people uncomfortable if you don't have it. Yes. Yes. And then she's like, and ask God to give you to, to, pro- to help you prophesy into this person to the entire See, congregation. Here's not everyone we, has that gift. Here's where we cross the line of, you can have the gift of tongues, but you may not have the gift of interpretation. Yeah. Usually, now, okay, my old church, okay, if there was a word from God, someone would just start proclaiming and speaking in tongues super loud so that way the whole church would hear, like, they'd turn the music down and they would basically stop everything. We'd listen to this person, give their, their you know, in their prayer language, like, a, a minute long, whatever, and then it would be quiet for a little bit. And then someone from the opposite side of the church would stand up and just start in English interpreting what this person had said. Now, this is somebody sitting on the opposite side of the church that does not know this person. You know, it's like an always a different person. Yeah. Every time. So that's another. I'm sorry. Bumping the mic and I'm losing sound. (laughs) That's another thing that how, you know, like, is this. Like discernment is this fake? Is this factor cap? Like yeah. what's going on? Right. But that's that's how I knew that it was Legitimate. confirmation because here's this man at the front of the church in his prayer language speaking and he's sobbing on the ground. A person from a 
back of the church, nowhere near, stands up, starts speaking in English. And they have two different gifts. He doesn't have the interpretation. Like he can't interpret his own. He does not have that gift. And that person might not have the gift to speak in tongues, but she has a gift to interpret. Right. You know, so it's like for her to say, turn to each other in your prayer language and prophesy over this person. Okay. You can pray over someone in your prayer language, but if there's no one to interpret, they're not going to understand. That's exactly what Paul says. He said, it's like you're speaking a thousand like nothings, like yeah, a thousand is. words that like are not understood yep. to anyone, not even you. Right. What's the point of it? Right. Yeah. And during during that, like, session, have you even read Corinthians, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> well, during that session, I um, came in at the tail end of it because I had something to do in between the two sessions, and um, I was just sitting in the back, so I'm just observing all of this like from afar. Um, not emotionally involved like a lot of these people were. Um, and I could see that there were so many people that were just like standing there with a stranger, yeah. uncomfortable because they didn't have the gift of tongues and they didn't have the gift of prophecy. And I literally could hear people say like, I'm sorry, I've got nothing. No, literally. So I wasn't at that one, but my friend was and she told me that the guy that she had paired up with, he literally was just like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't have the gift of time. Like, I don't yeah. know. He was like, I can pray with you. Yeah. He's like, and that's what they did. I think they ended up just like praying over each other. But yeah. like, he was just like, like, and she doesn't have the gift and he didn't have it. And, right. And then also like saying, uh, when she was like, uh, tell them like, Oh yeah, whatever you have. Yeah. Whatever. She's like, whatever you feel, it's probably yeah, the Holy they Spirit. They just kind of just gave each other just like something basic because yeah. they were just like, we have no idea how to do that. You know right. what I mean? And you know, I've, I've been in that situation where they're like, turn to somebody, you know, like someone you don't know, like just pray for one another. That's yes, different. Do totally that. Totally fine. Yeah. Let's get to know each other. Let me, can I pray over you for something? Yes. I need prayer in this. Okay. Let's pray for each other. And we did just that. And that was perfectly fine. Per- pine perfectly pine perfectly pine okay you know that was fine and but what gets me is sometimes churches think that like you're not baptized in the holy spirit unless you have the evidence of speaking right in and that's not true but that's not what paul says nope and it's it's just simply not what he says and yep. i will have i will stand firm on this and i will have this debate with anyone yep okay paul does not say you have to he says i want all of you to but I would rather you prophesy. Right. Okay. If says, everybody's got to do something yes, like that. He says, that. it is available for you. Yeah. Asking you shall receive when the time is right. Like, if you genuinely want to, yes, but I would rather you prophesy. I would rather you do this. Period. That's just it. Yeah. And I just, I'll challenge anybody on that. Yeah, it's it, that. And that's, I think that's a big Pentecostal thing is like getting baptized in the Holy Spirit immediately means tongues. No, no, I didn't get it right away. I've been baptized in the Holy quote unquote, baptized in the Holy Spirit probably four times and didn't get it any of the times. Man, did I feel like a failure because yeah. I thought there was something wrong with me because the church is like, oh, you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get your heavenly language. No, you get if you really want it, you can ask God and ask God and he'll give it to you. But what I'm saying is like. You cannot dictate what God's going to do. Yeah. And you cannot assume that he's going to do what you want him to do. And I, and I'm sure, I don't know for I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that there are a lot of people that are in uncomfortable situations that 
feel as though if they don't get their heavenly language at that time, that they will make it up. I was to say, this is probably where all the fake speaking in tongues come from. Like all the videos you see people, they're just going, oh, you know, or yeah. whatever. And yep. they're just like uncontrollably shaking. Yep. And like, like maybe Trump's, they don't like Trump's advisor. Maybe they don't want to admit oh that they haven't gosh. received their prayer language. Right. That's probably so like the pure yeah. pressure. Yeah. Pure pressure. And, and, you know, like watching all those people at the conference, like looking confused. There was more people looking confused and like defeated than there were people looking like they had just achieved something. Yeah. And that is sad. That is not what God wants. And when that kind of scenario presents itself and you have all these people feeling defeated or whatever, especially if somebody is new to the faith or they just haven't figured out their relationship with the Holy spirit yet, because that takes time and it's, you know, it's always a journey. You're always learning. And if you don't have that ability to discern what he is saying, that can leave you feeling like you are a failure, that you're not doing something right. You don't deserve it. Like it gives you all these feelings of like, I am worthless. And that is not what he wants. And, you know, a lot of the time, like I even had tell, I had people tell me like, I have been trying my best. I've, you know, been baptized by the Holy spirit. I've been asking God for it. I haven't got my prayer language. And literally people have told me then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And for the longest time I was like, I'm, I'm worthless. Like I, he doesn't want me to have it. He doesn't want to give it to me. And I'm not saying that the same thing too. Yeah. Like either something wrong with me and that's not, that is not the case. And you know what? I think I have received my prayer language. I don't even use it a lot. Me either. I should use it more probably, but like, I don't use it a lot. I also kind of rule of thumb guys. Like, Really, unless you're getting an actual like word from God that you're supposed to speak over the entire church, which is only few. Yeah. Do not think because you got your prayer language, that means you have to stand up and speak a word to everybody. No, no, no. That it's really just for you. Yeah. Like your prayer language is for you and your own time and space and your own time with God to pray because the Bible. I know sometimes like you don't know what to pray. You yeah. can just pray in your spirit. Yep. The Bible, and then pray for understanding. I think it's in Corinthians. The Bible says that, or it's either Corinthians or Romans. <clears> one <throat> of the two. The Bible says that um, the spirit will speak on your behalf and moanings yes. and groanings that we will not understand. Yes. Because especially like that's the, that's really <clears throat> the only times that I've used my, my, my prayer language be, when I don't have anything to say yeah. and I am just so lost, done, distraught, exhausted, all the things depressed, even full of anxiety. And it just falls out. Like it's not anything that I am doing. Anytime that I've used my language, it just, I cannot control. It just comes out. So I have never been one to be able to just like summon it and just do it. So it may, and I don't know if that's just like how my gift works, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I do wonder the people that can just summon it and do it. I can't even fake it if I wanted to. So if you guys are praying over someone, Unless you have the gift of interpreting your own um, prayer language, just pray over in an in English or whatever language you speak. Yeah, pray over them in something they can understand. Yep. Because if you're, I've been, I've been in that position where someone's praying over me, and I had no idea what they were saying. Yeah. And I was so confused. No one was there to interpret. Yep. I was just like. I don't know what it still happens to me. Like, Oh my gosh. Like what just happened? Like I feel no different. I feel Mm -hmm. like almost like I didn't even receive prayer. And it, and you know, it is there, you know, 
there are scenarios where, um, like, here's the best example that I have. I have never understood someone speaking in tongues while they're praying for me. Mm-hmm. Ever. And I just kind of, like, wait for them to say something in English because that's what I understand. Yes. Um, and I'm not going to be the one to be like, don't do that. Like, just whatever. Go with the flow. You're going to speak English eventually. I'll just whatever, you know. Um, uh, many, many years ago, um, there was a revival at our old church. And I went with my mom. And the speaker that was there came down from the pulpit and was, like, going into the congregation and picking people out and praying for them. And my mom and I were standing next to each other and we were kind of like in the aisle because the altar was full. So we were just like in the aisle. He comes up to her. I'm standing right next to her, like probably closer than you two are right now. Real close. He comes up to her and all I hear is him speaking in tongues. I have no idea what this man is saying. And my mom is just bent over sobbing, like sobbing. And so I was assuming like, oh, she just feels the presence of the Holy Spirit you know, great. I'm so glad she's feeling that. That's wonderful. Conference is over or revival's over. We get in the car to drive home. She looks at me and she says, can you believe he said that to me? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, he talked about this and he talked about my ministry that I'm volunteering with this ministry. And he talked about this and he was so specific. Like there's no way he would know this is a stranger. I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? He was speaking to you in tongues the entire time. She's like, no, he's not. He was speaking in English. She heard English. I heard tongues. We were right next to each other. Mm, wow. So that is that Maybe is evidence. Her gift of, is understanding. Either that or God wanted her to understand. Yeah. It was only for her. Yeah. Because he was on the mic and no one interpreted. Yeah. But she understood. Wow. So like that's the only time I've ever witnessed that. Like to where somebody confirmed to me like I understood them. But and that blew her mind because she literally was like, you heard wrong. He was speaking in English. And I said, no, he was not. I did not know what that man was saying. And no one else in the church knew because that was just for you. So there are situations where if you are feeling led by the spirit and it just comes out of you, then maybe they'll that person will understand or somebody will come and interpret or something because situations like that do happen. Yeah. Yeah. But you just have to be careful. And. There are so, 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 so many other like examples of how man art is taking these gifts and twisting them for their own gain, making them slightly different or doing something wild and out of this world to get to get people's attention, to get them to come to their church, get them to come to their service. I have had and I'm sure you guys have, too. I've had so many leaders literally like, you know, if I'm at the altar or whatever and they come to pray for me, put their hand on my head to pray for me and try to push me down. Like, sir, please don't push me. Like, I am mm. going to stand my ground. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> have I fallen out? Yes. But not because someone has not. pushed me. I want to fall out. I've fallen out one time. Once in my Lord, entire just life. just take me out, please. And all I can describe it as, like, it's literally this, for me, it was this overwhelming, like, my body got so hot. Like, overwhelming feeling. And, like, the feeling that I get whenever the Holy Spirit is speaking to me was in my entire body. And I just could not stand up on my own. And down I went. Yeah. And it was not because someone pushed me. I have literally had people push me and I push back into them. I'm like, you are not knocking me down. <laughs> no, I am not falling down for you to have an altar full of people on the floor. Absolutely yeah. not. I will be, even if I'm the last one standing and everybody else is falling out, I don't care. I'm standing because I'm not faking this stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of people make the assumption, like when I was younger and I saw that, I made the assumption that like, if you don't fall out, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So like, like when pastor was saying that, um, at VYA on Saturday, he was like, 
I like refused yeah. to fall. But he was like, it was so the presence of God. He's like, it was so heavy. Like it took everything in me to be able to stand. But he didn't. But he didn't fall because he was trying to be stubborn. But like, yeah. that's the difference. It's like he's like. I like the whole time with him, everyone's falling out. Every person that he touched, he yeah. got to me and I, the whole time I'm like, I'm not going to fall. I'm not right. going to fall. He said, but he touched me and he didn't push me. He's like, he barely, touched, barely me touched me and I felt the spirit and it took everything in me to stand up. Yep. Okay. But if someone touches you and you don't feel no Holy spirit and they're just pushing on you, you better stay standing. Right. You better <laughs> stay in your ground. Just because Jim Bob wants an altar with people on the floor does not mean you got to be on the floor too. Okay discernment that's discernment. all it is discernment relationship with the holy spirit yep it all comes down you to don't the, have to have gifts to have discernment that's right. its own gift yeah, yeah. it is and it, even though it's not specifically mentioned i think all of us <gasps> have the ability to have it oh i just had a what the gift of the holy spirit having the holy spirit by itself is its own gift yes you better yeah. say that you better say like, that when we are baptized Come on now we receive the gift of the holy spirit so now. if you don't have a gift that the Holy Spirit's given out, like what the one of the gifts we read, right. the Holy Spirit himself is a gift. Come on. Yeah. You better say that. So just carry that with you. The Holy Spirit is a gift yes. on its own because we are lucky to have him and receive him. You and know? we forget He wants that. to live in us. He wants to help us and wants to be with us. Man, I wish, man, I wish I would have had that epiphany when I wanted to speak in tongues so bad. Because I was feeling so yeah. like, yeah, cause some I didn't people have think a gift. I, I, was, a gift. I was gonna say, I'm like, not worth anything. I went to a, a Pentecost. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I went to a Pentecost Sunday, uh, like thing, uh, last year. And I remember they were like, you know, at the end, we're gonna give everybody the opportunity to, uh, to receive the Holy, the Holy Spirit, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I know the, when the guy was, like, preaching, he really harped on the fact that, like, tongues is, you know, evidence of the Holy Spirit, blah, blah, blah. So then when it got to the end, they, you know, did the altar call and everything, I went down there. And this man was praying over me. And um, I had, it, and it was an experience that I'd never had before. And I, I didn't fall out, but, like, mm-hmm. like, it was really hard for me to, like, yeah. stand a little bit. It's overwhelming. And then I remember literally at the end, he goes, okay, now speak in your your heavenly language and i remember literally just looking at him and i was like i ain't got nothing sir i don't he's like i know it's it's weird at first because you don't know what you're saying he's like but go ahead and say it and i was like i have nothing. i don't have any like i i literally was just like i don't have anything and i remember he literally just like walked away from me yeah and because i literally just you didn't at, give him what he wanted and i sat at the altar and i was just like did i not receive it and i remember that whole car ride home i was like oh like i was so upset because i was like yeah I must not have received it, be- even though I knew I had that that mm-hmm. experience and like I had felt something. Yeah. But I was like, dang, I didn't speak in tongues, so I must not have received it. And that's that mm. gets spun. And that's the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna slip in, and he's gonna use that questioning, and he's gonna use that to make you think that you don't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yep. Because he doesn't he doesn't want you to know that you have it. Right. And that's how I was feeling too. Like I said, I received the Holy Spirit, baptized the Holy Spirit, probably three times. Because I thought I didn't have it because yeah. I didn't get because that was that was what was taught to me that the evidence of you having Holy Spirit is A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. And I didn't have any of them. But man, Holy Spirit just came down and gave us that little nugget that he is a gift. Because he's he like, hello, I'm here. Hi. Just because you don't Brad. Brad. Just because you don't have a special something that somebody else has. Just because you don't have what somebody else has doesn't mean I'm not here. Right. Hello. Yeah. Yep. it's kind of it goes back it goes back to like just the regular like, you got a friend in me. <laughs> like just like comparing ourselves like 
on people's talents, people's abilities. It's yeah. the same thing. Like we are special in our own way. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, yes it is. It is the thief of joy. Amen, hallelujah. And I think, you know, it all comes down to the fact that the church has gotten to the point where people are needing to see the evidence mm-hmm. and they're so focused on seeing it and they're like, Oh, I need to have this. I need to have this. I need to have this. And like to be successful, to be successful, to yeah. be a true follower of Christ, to be saved. Even some, some churches preach that if you aren't baptized by the Holy spirit, you don't go to heaven. Yeah. That's not true. Some people like, I, I don't believe that you have to be water baptized to go to heaven. I believe that if you accept Jesus in your, and I'm sure you guys, you may think differently than me, but I believe that if you have accepted Jesus into your heart, then you will be saved. And then, you know, a judgment day, God can judge you however you want, but you will have that opportunity because you have accepted Jesus into your heart. And, you know, the, the church needs to stop like honing in on come and see the miracle, come and see what God is doing. And they need to disciple their congregants. There's their people and focus on the people because the people are the church. Yeah. And we, and we as the people need to be able to, discern how the Holy spirit is moving. If we as a church are not doing that as a whole, like all the churches, all the people, if we are not doing that as a whole, then we are missing the point. Yeah. Big time missing the point. And the discipleship has gone out the window because it's, because it's become more about what you feel when you're like, you know, covered by the Holy spirit, which is not a bad thing. Or like how, what you can do for the kingdom. Yes, like what, you what, could do. what do you bring to the table? Right. How are you going to get the jewel in your crown? Yeah. Like why, why is the Why is just accepting when, Jesus, accepting the Holy spirit and learning him and growing a relationship with him? Why is that not enough? God can literally use you. What it like, let's say you don't have any gifts. All you have the Holy spirit. Let's say you haven't received y- your tongues. You haven't received anything. Okay. Gift in itself. That's established. But God in can, the Bible, they literally say, I'm giving you a gift. God can mm-hmm. use you. Yep. Anywhere. Anywhere, any place, You don't anytime. have to be in a church or on a platform or in leadership or discipling somebody or like in a position of authority over anyone for God to use you. Right. You literally could be at work and there's a coworker and you're having a conversation and there's like a doorway that you can walk through. Oh, well, you know the Bible says this about you. I don't want, you know, so you're not discouraged and whatever. Or like, Oh, how do you go to church? Or like just even talking about Jesus or getting somebody to the place where they're willing to talk about him. Like God can use you pray that. Just be used. Pray, pray that you can be used and that God gives you opportunities because the Holy spirit's there to help you. And if you're worried like, Oh, what do I even say? I don't even know what to say. I I'm telling you that the Holy spirit will speak through you. Yep. Because I've been in situations where I have no idea what to say. And you have to say something. And I have to say something. And I get in that moment. And as soon, like, because I'll be in my brain before the conversation happens. Mm-hmm. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And I have nothing. And in the moment, it's like I have all the words that I need to say mm-hmm. exactly the way that needs to be said. Yep. You know? And and, and, if, and, you know, even if somebody isn't accepting what you're saying doesn't mean that you were wrong. Yeah, because I've had that before, too. I've I've given somebody a word, and what I was saying was, like, good things, but they took it in a wrong way Yeah, because it's not what they wanted to hear. Yeah, because they were in a hard time in their life. They were in a hard time, and that's okay. But what what I was saying was uplifting, and Mm -hmm. God's going to get you through, and whatever. Like, it was uplifting things, but it was not. It was something different than what everyone else was telling them. Right. Right? Months later, come to find out, they basically said that, you know, this one person came and said this to us and we were so angry and whatever. 
come to find out like it was what we needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And those words got us through. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was confirm my first one that I can point out, my first confirmation of I thought I said the wrong thing. It, you in came the home time, crying. You I were did, like, I hurt her feelings. I didn't do the right in thing. In the time, I I knew it was what Holy Spirit wanted me to say. I knew it needed to be said. I did not think it was that hard to hear. Come to find out it was. And I messed up. And then the confirmation of, you were, even if it, was it wasn't right. the most popular thing to say, right. even if it was what I, like, it was the right thing to say, even yeah. if it took a little bit to get there. Yep. Like it was the right thing. And I'm just thankful that the Holy Spirit did give me a confirmation on like, that's what needed to be said. And that's because he's your friend. Mm-hmm. Because like, he's looking out for Jesus you. He's a friend. Of mine. I have a friend in Jesus because you were concerned that you did the wrong th- thing and you didn't, you were listening to your own voice and not his. Yep. And so he gave you that confirmation as your friend to say, Hey, you did the right thing. Good job. Like that's, that's exactly what it is. Right. And like, to close it all up, our focus needs to be, be on being led by the Holy Spirit and not by man. Yes. yes. Point blank, period. Point blank, the Holy yeah. Spirit, God, Jesus, the Trinity, they are our leader. Like they they together collectively are going to lead us in the right direction. And we cannot rely on man. Yes, there will be spiritual leaders in our life that will, you know, direct us and help us guide us through things. Um, you know, and we have to be able to discern who those people truly should be, who our men are should be. Um, and God will give us those people in our lives. But at the end of the day, that is who is our guiding force. Yeah. And that's what we need to rely on. I have a challenge. Okay. Oh my gosh. I had it. And then I <gasps> forgot it. And then I said no. it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The challenge is even if you don't have the gift, it's just to learn to be thankful for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Just to sit in that and to learn to be thankful because it's a gift in itself. Yeah. So learn to just be thankful and to just be okay with that being enough. Yeah. Cause it is enough. Like mm-hmm. just be okay with it being enough. Yep. And then cause sometimes I feel like maybe that's why you're not getting anything else because you're not realizing how much of a gift it is. You know, yeah. maybe it's not what you wanted it to be and you're let down, but God's here to say like, it's enough. Yeah. You don't need anything else to be valued because you're right. already valued. Yep. I already value enough to let my spirit reside in your, in Come your, on now. in your being, you know, Come on yeah. now. I already see you as enough. Yeah. I let my spirit reside in you. Yep. And he's like, that's enough. Yep. That is enough. That is enough. Yep. Okay. But just be thankful for the Holy spirit in whatever capacity that you're experiencing it. Yeah. And just learn to be a friend. Yeah. And yeah. accept the friendship and accept, just accept it. Yeah. I love that. That was beautiful. That was what a beautiful challenge. Gabby, thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope that we didn't step on too many toes, but it needed to be said. <laughs> well, that's um, what we do. We just challenge topics. And I'll say it again. Find out for yourself. If you're questioning anything, if you're yeah. disagreeing, if you're whatever, could make you form your own opinion. Yeah. Use your discernment for the Holy Spirit. If something's not sitting right, go in your Bible, research yep. it. Yep. Really searching yourself. You will find the answer. Yep. Ask the Holy Spirit. You will find the truth. The truth will set you free. <laughs>